Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. So you guys are saying that my dog can't get smarter? He might have hit his ceiling, Jen. I think I had a breakthrough. Breakthrough? I I, I do. I'm a little bit proud of myself. Okay. Can, can I tell you? Can I tell you what I did, and, and then you can decide if this was a breakthrough or? Oh, okay. I just, get to be the judge. Just me no. being lazy. Sunday night, I looked at my son Benjamin, and I said, "Okay, bud, you ready for school? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm ready for school. I'm like, okay, that's great. Um, have you put your stuff in your backpack? Oh no. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have a mask or a net gaiter ready to go? Do you know what you're gonna? No. Oh, okay. Okay, do you know what you're going to wear for school tomorrow? Do you have your outfit ready to go? No. Have you found your pen and pencil bag? Because I know we were li- we were missing that. Do you know where that is yet? Uh, no, I haven't found that yet. How about your Bible? Because Ben goes to Des Moines Christian, and yeah. so he has to have a Bible for class and for chapel. No, I haven't been able to find it. I said, so, so basically you're not ready for school is what you're telling me. And he said, well, not if we look at it your way. So I sent him downstairs to find the Bible. Okay. It was important. Just I, at least I had, one step. Yeah, I had seen it. I knew it was down there somewhere. I said, go down and find your Bible. That child came upstairs two times to tell me, it's not down there, Mom. And I'm like, okay, normally, Taylor, in my life, what, what would I do? You go down there yeah. and you find it because it's right there in plain Fine. sight. I'll do it myself. And so I, normally I would go downstairs. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know what? He's 16 years old. I know it's down there somewhere. It's his responsibility. So I just kept sending him back. Oh. Nope. nope. Go down, find it again. No, nope. Go down, find it again. And do you know what happened? What? He found the Bible. Hey! I was like, where was it? He was like, it wasn't in one of the places that you said it was. And I looked at him <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it was. It was in one of the places yeah. that you said it was. Mom knows. <laughs> I do believe that this is God being a God of balance. Mm-hmm. He makes sure that in the same household, there's always a finder and then somebody that loses all the stuff. It's it's a matching of different <laughs> opposing gifts that make a beautiful mosaic of wonderfulness. Joy, who's the finder and who is the not finder in your life? I am the finder and my husband is most definitely the one who loses things. We had a time that he heard his phone ringing and he couldn't find it. So we pulled that living room apart trying to find it. I mean, he Moved everything away from where he had been, and my son finally went out to the kitchen and asked if he could have some chips, and I said, yeah, there's the bag your dad just brought out, and sure enough, that's where his cell phone was. It was in the <laughs> bag of chips? Into the bag of chips beside him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, apparently the phone was hungry or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's an interesting uh, kerfuffle. Okay. A, a, a wrinkle in all of this. Mm-hmm. Taylor, your mother texted me and said that when you were little, you could find things, but oh, now you can't? I can find stuff if I'm the one who puts it where I like it. <laughs> oh. It's when Lindsay puts stuff where it belongs that problems arise. Oh, my word. All of a sudden, I'm hearing shades of the woman you gave no, me. Okay, that's not... That's. I'm just saying it's not my fault. Oh! I'm saying I can't. I'm not saying Lindsay should be. I'm just saying if anyone's getting blamed here, it shouldn't be me. Oh my word! That's that's what I'm saying. Are you gonna do blame it on the dog? Maybe. <laughs> she can't defend herself. Doctor Heidi, I think a lot of us are trying to get into the Christmas spirit. Yes, and I think we have moments of it. Oh yeah. yeah. We hear great songs. We hear great devotionals. We see Christmas lights, but. It's been a hard year 
a lot of us just have this residual hard feeling. Yeah. I feel hypocritical. Hmm. Maybe I feel um, a little bit needy. I feel a little bit overly (laughs) pessimistic. You know, all of those words because it's Christmas. Yeah. No, I should be happy, right? Oh, shoulds. You know, should is one of my least favorite words, (laughs) right? The joy of the Christmas spirit is not without the sorrows of this year, right? Mm. And there's so many of us that as we're walking into this, we have had all of the normal things this year. We have loss and we've had grief and we've had hardship and we've had illness. And then we've had isolation and then we've had disrupted school years. And then we've had lost milestones for our students. And all of those things weigh on us. They do. I have to tell you, I'm so tired of opening up the news sites and seeing a death count and positive cases count and this is being taken away and that is being taken away. And I don't think many of us thought that it would last this long. We didn't. And we didn't expect it to intrude on our Christmas in such a personal way yeah. in the sense that our group gatherings are disrupted, our parties are disrupted, our family things are different this year. And it all feels hard because it is hard and it helps to put words to that. But there's a but. The true joy of this season is that the baby in the manger came to break the veil He came to cross over so that we could enter into the presence of the living God. And we don't show up all put together. We don't show up doing well. We show up messy. We show up with hay in our hair. We show up just (laughs) needing, desperately needing to be in the presence of the living God. And that's what Christmas is about. So we can bring it all. We can bring it all in and show up. And be present. The fact is, is that the first Christmas story was wrought with probably things that were harder than a pandemic. They were held hostage by another country. Yeah. yeah. And at one point of the story, she's nine months pregnant, riding on the back of a donkey to go pay taxes. I can't imagine. My son was <laughs> it was born December 30th. And I've thought like... That would have been the last thing I wanted to do was ride a donkey. (laughs) Right. In order to pay taxes. In order to pay taxes. Like absolutely. Yeah. You know, no one wants to sign up for that. And and again, giving birth with animals around. Mm -hmm. In captivity for leaders who did not share their worldview and had onerous ideas about what to do with babies and, you know, what they were going to do if if to anybody under two years old. I mean, it was just the story is just fraught with terror and hardship. It is. And we get to read it from from a bird's eye view. We get to read it with a view of the greater redemption story that God was playing out in those difficult moments. And that's the hope that Jesus brings is that there's also a bird's eye view of what we're going through, that there also is a redemptive story in the pain and loss that we are going through, that it is not wasted and God will meet us in it as a baby who then made a way for us to know him more. I'd never found myself in this sort of dilemma before. You had a dilemma? I did because I was sitting down and I I was getting all of the the gift wrapping done. And I was very excited because I YouTubed how to perfectly wrap a present and I'd done a pretty good job. And so you've gift wrapped things. I've gift wrapped some stuff, but I also went to one of those stores that has the complimentary gift wrap option and the presents were very beautifully wrapped. Yes, mine was very beautifully wrapped. And they came with gift tags. These nice little gold gift tags with the sticky on the back that you could just put right there on the present. What's what's the dilemma about that? Because the stuff that I wrapped by hand, I didn't have gift tags. 
You don't have gift tags? No, I've never had gift tags. You guys don't have gift tags? Well, see, I always grew up that the way you mark a present is you cut out a little square of the same color wrapping paper, you fold it in half, you write the person's name on the inside, and then you tape it to the front of the box. But next did to the, like... Did you and I grow up in the same house? Because that's pretty much how that my what you mom... Did? That's how my mom okay. did it. Because that right next to the beautiful branded gift tag looked really cheapo. Because I can't even cut in straight lines. So, like, the, the lines of the foldy paper match up. But then as I made that, I was like, but I can't write someone's name on the wrapping paper. Oh, No. No, you can't write it. Like, there's patterns there. You can't read a name tag in patterns. you got to write on the white side of the paper. Taylor, have you ever noticed they have these things called Sharpies? Still, it gets lost. <laughs> it gets lost. If you've got a wintry forest scene or some buffalo check, that pen's going to disappear, Jen. Well, the pen also disappears. Well, yeah, it does. I the mean, pen... you have one Sharpie at Christmas time to write stuff, and it's gone. And then the tape goes away, oh, and then the, the scissors those... go away. What? Gift wrapping is a chaotic time. <laughs> Where do they go? <laughs> you find yourself in a conundrum. Mm. You have this wrapped gift in front of you, and now you have to decide... You're going to try to find a gift tag to put on that thing? I That's mean, funny. really? Are we just at the point where we're just writing right on the box? Sometimes I try to do the foldy paper method where you cut out <laughs> some of the, the wrapping and you fold it in half and just write their name on the inside. That's legitimate. Or you can do what Kelly did. It's not a new level of low. It's a new level of creativity. Oh. I actually had a pretty box that my mom's sweater was in. And I couldn't find any more gift tags. And I thought, okay, I'm done. Like, I I don't have any more. So I grabbed the stack of Post-it notes and thought, Mom, I'm doing the best I can. And I was going to write on it. And I went to the, the bottom Post-it note was green. There so you I go. used a red Sharpie. Well done. Can anybody expect more this year? I mean, really, Kelly. You know what? My gifts honestly look pretty good, but by the time they get three hours away in the car with two dogs, my whole family, and food and a cooler, nobody comments if it's mangled. <laughs> like, it's just the thought that Now, I set myself up for this, okay? Because at the beginning of every season, I do not like to go buy new stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to have I like to use what I saved from the year before. Surely there's rolls of wrapping yes. supplies somewhere in that closet. I've had wrapping paper for for 20 years yeah. some of it. It was a Sunday afternoon. I was settling down in front of my giant ottoman on the floor of my living room with the TV on watching football and I set myself up everywhere. I set everything up. I got scissors and backup scissors. Oh yeah. Tape and backup tape, all right? And wrapping paper and all the accoutrements all around me and the gifts. And I start wrapping and everything is going along just fine until, like our friend Kelly mentioned, I ran out of the gift tags. Gift tags. I ran out of gift tags. I've never owned a gift tag. Well, I bought some at the end of last season. What's it like being fancy, Jen? (laughs) Oh, I could resort to writing directly on the package. Nobody would care in my life. But it just feels wrong. Except for me. I would I would care. Yeah. So I could do the foldy method like you do and mm-hmm. cut the extra square of the matching wrapping paper and write their name on it and tape it. I could do that. Yep. But to me, that begs more. It begs a oh. bow. You need a bow if you're going to have the foldy method. The foldy method, I just feel like you need a bow, too. Okay. I got no bows. I didn't buy any bows. I have nothing but smashed bows. Smashed bows. (laughs) Not good. Yeah. All right? So I sit there in this conundrum. What am I going to do? How am I going to get the person's name on this thing? (laughs) I'm rummaging around in this 
giant box of all of my rappy stuff, I found stickers. Okay. Just stickers. Stickers. Just stickers. I don't know. They have, there's like arrow stickers. I think, I think I might have had them for like a garage sale or something like that. Of course you did. (laughs) I used stickers and wrote people's names on them. And those were my fancy gift tags for this year. When you're wrapping Christmas presents, why is it that you always lose all the stuff? It's weird because wrapping Christmas presents, you're not getting up and walking around. No. Like you get your supplies, you plant yourself on the floor or at the the table table or the ottoman or wherever there's enough flat space in your house. And you get busy. And then what happens? Your scissors go missing. You lose the scissors, you lose the tape, you lose the gift tags if you've got them, you lose the ribbon, you you lose your presents. I mean, everything gets lost while you're wrapping. I don't get it. Well, Sharon has some advice on this. Honey, you don't need scissors. What? What? You don't need scissors. I watched my dad wrap. He did all the wrapping. Without scissors? When I was growing up. Nope. He would take the tube of paper, make the crease, and he had a knife. He'd slide it right across that little crease. Of and course he had a knife. So much faster, and it's nice and even. And Was this a knife that he kept in his pocket? No, no. No? No, no. He went and got the, got a knife out of the kitchen. Oh, really? Oh, a kitchen this knife. Just a kitchen knife. Not a serrated one, because that'll tear it. <laughs> yeah, serrated no, would that, be a problem. That's no good. <laughs> like, a, like a steak knife or a, a kitchen knife? A paring knife. A long knife. Yeah. With a nice edge. And he, yep, it will save you tons of time. Is that how you do it, too, now? It is. That's how all my sisters do it. <laughs> Let's face it. We've gotten to the point in the season where if you're still wrapping presents, you you might not care so much (laughs) yeah the first few you have worked really hard perfectly tied bows but you reach a point where you're like i don't know do we have any do we have any newspaper do we still get one of those is there any more wrapping paper is there a bag that doesn't say tj maxx on it and if you found that you are out of gift tags laura has a helpful tip i've taken some wrapping paper and turned it so the white side will be up. It gets a little kooky because a lot of the wrapping paper has the lines on it now. I know. You could just cut the name out in bubble letters and then tape it on. And then it looks super fancy. And if you want to take that up a notch, then you cut the letters so they're still connected. So it's one long name. Ooh. Have you done this? Um, I've done the individual letters. I might have tried the other one and then had to um, go a different route. <laughs> yep, that's a lot of work. That's like some people's first line of creativity. <laughs> that's your last line of creativity? I, I would be afraid to put my packages next to yours. No, I'm just uh, running out of text. <laughs> what can I use? <laughs> they rolled her off of the transport carrier, and she was green and she was my first minivan and my children stood there and looked at her and my son said well she's the color of a ninja turtle and she became the ninja turtle van oh i mean that that makes it beloved by children i had that ninja turtle van for all of the years that my children were growing up, there was ice cream in the back cup holders. There were stickers on the windows. There was lipstick marks all over the place because my <laughs> daughter got a hold of, of some lipstick when we were on our way to a field trip once. I mean, that car was marked with all the memories of my children's growing up years. I loved her. And it got to the point where my family said, if you don't get rid of this vehicle, mom, we will never drive with you again. <laughs> 
she squeaked, she rattled, she had rust on the bottom, and I loved her because she had been so dependent. It, or yeah, I, I had been able to depend on her. She had a place for me to put my big old diaper bag right next to my seat. <laughs> I loved that van. And we traded her in. And I got myself a new vehicle. And as we drove away from Ramsey Mazda and I left my beautiful Mazda MPV Ninja Turtle van as we drove away, I cried. And I talked about it right here on the air the next day. And a lovely person from Ramsey called in and said, don't worry, Jen, we'll take good care of her. (laughs) (laughs) This whole conversation started with us talking about how People were trying to get away from other people in their homes during this pandemic time. They were using their cars for me time. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, when you need to stay close to home, where's the one place that you can go outside of your home? It's in your car, in your vehicle. I'll take a phone call in Mm -hmm. my car because I need privacy. And that's the only place where I can get some privacy at my house. And it would seem all of that me time with the car has led to some emotional attachments. Science says. According to science. 70% of us have an emotional attachment to our vehicles. I don't get it, but apparently there are a lot of people who have emotional attachments to their cars. Well, I have attachment to everything I own, I think. But yes, I have an attachment to my vehicle. Is it emotional? Yeah, when I bought my new car, we weren't getting rid of my old car. My husband was going to drive it, but I still cried. Because <laughs> he doesn't love it the way I do. He was going to probably get it dirty. I'll admit I have an emotional attachment to my car. I'll admit that when I was a little girl, I used to think that my stuffed animals came alive at night. So I have a great imagination. But, wow. This goes to a whole new level. I bought a love seat to go with my couch because it was going to be lonely if I left it at the store. Oh, my. Did your stuffed animals come alive at night when you were a kid? Um, Probably, yeah. Yeah, mine yeah. too. <laughs> but my husband allowed me to buy a love seat because it was going to be lonely. Well, he so is the enabler then. He's enabling you. That's That's what's going on here. And the salesman said he was going to use that the next time, too. <laughs> you do an ASPCA commercial for these love seats. Yeah, right, right. Taylor's wife and I did the same exact thing this weekend. We came to the realization that we were not done Christmas shopping, although we thought that we were, because we had both forgot to buy gifts for our pets. And... And Taylor is a Scrooge. I, You know, I will buy gifts for the dog because Lindsay wants them bought, and I'm more interested in making Lindsay happy. But you don't think the dog should get a Christmas present? I don't think they need them. I don't understand why you don't want to get your dog a Christmas present. I'll give her some scritches behind the ears, and she'll be happy. <laughs> what do you think, Stephen? If they can't understand the holiday, and they can't open it themselves and enjoy it, why buy them a present? Thank you. Why do you buy them for infants? They can't open them themselves, and they don't understand the oh, holiday, but we buy the, stuff for babies. The baby could grow up and get smarter and realize you didn't buy them presents until they knew they were getting them. Exactly. You, you get pictures, and you show it to them later. So you guys are saying that my dog can't get smarter? He might have hit his ceiling, Jen. Your, your dog can only get so smart. <laughs> I believe you don't need to get your pet's Christmas presents. A what? You are a Scrooge. (laughs) He is a Scrooge, isn't he? Yes, he is. Wouldn't you want them to have a new squishy, squeaky toy to play with while you're opening gifts (laughs) 
and then give the cats an empty box once you open one. And you don't have to worry about them because they're entertaining themselves. Yeah. You make it it sound like such a good idea, (laughs) but I still say no. There's nothing more fun than watching a cat with a brand new catnip toy. I'm sorry, but that is some of the most fun I have in my life. So don't take that away from me. Exactly. I agree with Jen. Of course you do. I am good at buying my pets Christmas presents because I do it with a full heart, full of love for these little critters that unconditionally love me back, except for my big, fat, orange tabby cat, Maggie. But I get him a present anyway. Taylor over here, the Grinch, he does not think pets should get Christmas presents. I love them. I just I'm going to get them new toys when they need them. And Lacey can use the same ratty stuffed animal for forever. And the cats, all they need is the wrapping from our presents. Stop being so practical. It's Christmas. What do you think, Sheila? Pets are people, too. Thank you! Are they, though? They're not. Yeah. But they're not. But kind of. <laughs> they behave like people a lot of the time, and they have feelings just like we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I did have a dog one time. She always opened her own presents. Really? Yes. Like, what did that look like? It was fun. She just kind of held them with her paws and... Ripped him open with her teeth and had a great time. Okay, see, if my dog could open her own present, I would buy her present. You need to help her. Oh, help her. Okay, okay. If I can train her to open her own present, then I'll do it. Okay, you work on that. Yeah, you work on that, Taylor. (laughs) I'm not going to say I don't have a little twinge of... Really, Jen? Really? You're going to do this? But I just feel compelled every year. I have to buy Christmas presents, not only for my pets, but for any other pets in the family. And Kelly's got something really special with her pets and gifts going on. Over the years, our dog has gotten presents for me before that nobody else knew was under the tree except the dog. Oh. (laughs) Every now and then, Lucy gets me a present that nobody, I mean, she's amazing. And I just carry on and tell her how special she is. And I think it's so thankful that I feed her. So your dog, Lucy, buys you presents. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know my husband was like, that is an outright miracle. And I said, (laughs) I know. I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. No, no. Sometimes as adults, we enjoy things more than the children for which they were intended. I love building sandcastles on the beach. Oh. This is the time period and my kids are in college, but they're on vacation with us and my husband and they're all reading books. And of course, for me, they didn't buy a book. I got a new bucket and shovel. (laughs) So I'm sitting... I'm sitting on the beach and I'm building sandcastles and they're watching me and some little girl next to me that I don't know, I was probably four years old on the beach and she looks at me and she goes, what are you doing? And I said... I'm building sandcastles. You want to borrow my bucket? And she goes, no, you're big. (laughs) (laughs) This is a safe place Mm -hmm. because we know sometimes you as an adult enjoy things that were really meant for kids. I'm calling to let you know I love Minions. Minions! (laughs) Minions! Oh, yeah, I can't get enough of them. And my birthday is this coming month, and I'm going to Build-A-Bear to buy a Minion. Make my own. Oh, my goodness. You you really love Minions. You're going to have your own Minion? Is it Kevin? I already have Mel, Kevin, and Bob. 
And I have millions above my bed, little stickers, you know, those wall decals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love minions more than kids do, I think. So Renee admitted to us that that thing that she loves as an adult more than most children do is minions. And apparently she's not alone. I love the minions. You know, the little yellow guys from the Despicable Me movies? Really? Yeah. Why do you love them so much? Oh, I just, they just crack me up. <laughs> I'm having a bad day. All I need to do is pull out one of the little minions and uh, I get cheered up. But I have minions jammies. I have a minions piggy bank. I collect <laughs> the McDonald's minions when they sell them. Oh, my goodness. I'll go to garage sales and look in the free boxes for little minion collectibles. <laughs> we got all kinds of them. Could we circle back to the fact that you have uh, minion jammies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I even admit it. So, yeah. How, how often do you wear them? Well, let's put it this way: our church had a car wash last spring, and I was the guy standing out with the sign dancing, and I was wearing my minions jammies. Nice. That's a great mental image. Oh, you thank are you. fully committed. <laughs> and may I just say, your yes. wife obviously has a sense of humor. Very much so. Yeah, <laughs> being married to me, she has to. Tis the season of giving, isn't it? Yeah. It is a season to think of others before yourself mm-hmm. and to give to them. Yesterday, I gave the gift of laughter Aww. to a security guard at the Polk County Treasury Building. <laughs> that is a very specific person to give a gift of laughter to. I had to go do a title transfer, which is one of the only things that you can do in person mm-hmm. right now. And I set the appointment back on December 1st. And I was legit nervous about the whole thing because there's a whole litany of things that you have to do. And it's all different now because Mm -hmm. of 2020. All right. I check in virtually. I've got the mask ready. So I get out of my car and I walk up the steps hoping that I'm going to the right entrance because they use terms like north, south, east and west for entrances. And I got no idea. But anyway, I happen to be at the right entrance. Thank you, Lord. So I walk in and there is... A very official looking, kind of stern looking security guard standing there. He says, hello, ma'am. And I say, hello, sir. And he (laughs) says, do you have an appointment? I said, yes, sir, I do. And he's like, okay. He said, we need to take your temperature. I want you to walk over there and (laughs) scan your forehead or your wrist for your temperature. And I was like, yes, sir. So I walk over to where he's pointing and I stand there and I'm like, holding my forehead up to it and like holding my wrist up to it. And I'm like, it's, it's not working because the gentleman at this point has taken his eyes off of me and yeah. he's looking at something else. And then he turns back and what does he see? But me standing in front of a DOT poster. What? Looking for a place <laughs> that this poster is going to scan my wrist. I'm like holding my wrist up to the poster F- and my fancy forehead poster. up to the poster. And I'm like, is this where I'm supposed to do this? And he goes, um, no, ma'am. Right here, this this technology right here that's got the scanner on it, this is where you're supposed to scan. <laughs> this has been the Taylor and Jen podcast. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at Life1071.com or on the Life1071 app.